No, dummy. Who's more valuable? <laughs> what is happening right now? <laughs> I don't even know, bro. From tip off to buzzer beater. Kick off to Hail Mary. This is Triple Overtime. Welcome, guys. Triple Overtime is Cliff. Today I'm hosting. Shout out to Tony and uh, Tiago. Yo, what's up? What's good? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Good, man. Good to be alive. Living a dream. Sitting at home in quarantine, just staring at the walls. It's tough, but you know, uh, there are some some glimmers of hope popping up on ESPN. You guys seen, you know, you know we're recording this before the schedule gets released for the NFL, but that's, you know, something coming up. I'm excited. Yeah. So let's talk about that real quick. Let's talk a little NFL. What game would you like to see happen? Oh, I mean, like the the easy answer to this is Tom Brady in New England, but there's a lot more than that. I kind of want to see. I just want to see Joe Burrow in the NFL, to be honest. I want to see if he lives up to the hype. He's got. I don't remember the last time a quarterback was this hype coming out of college. Mm -hmm. There's an argument. You could be like make Baker Mayfield. These guys like, you know, Carson Wentz even. But when it comes down to it, these guys weren't they, they, they weren't, you know, Baker Mayfield wasn't even supposed to go first overall. Exactly. So the fact that we knew two months ago, three months ago, that Joe Burrow was going first overall, like the comparisons that have already been made, like I really want to watch Bengals football. I don't think anybody said that in the last few years. <laughs> I really don't think anybody's still going to be saying that, to be honest. But <laughs> Tiago, you got you got a matchup you're looking forward to? Yeah, yeah, I do. Call it bias, whatever. But I want to see the battle for the AFC East. So, okay. um, you know, let's let's see some Dolphins bills action so that way we can kind of see you know how that comes together and i want to see two in action i think he's ready but another matchup that i kind of want to see which is not for any specific reason other than i just it's just fun to see the cowboys fail is the cowboys against anybody signing andy dalton <laughs> i just feel like oh like I, I don't know what jerry's doing i don't know if he's trying to like light a fire i don't know if he's trying to i don't know what's going on but it's going to be fun. Insurance. He's it's going to be fun. Insurance. No, I mean, Jerry's definitely lighting a fire. It just isn't a fire under anybody. It's just he's lighting a fire to Jerry World. <laughs> That's <laughs> he's all he's doing. Lighting a fire to his organization. I mean, yes, it's going to be really, really interesting because I want to see how the Cowboys win five straight and then immediately lose five straight because that roller coaster is what keeps the NFC East alive. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's going to be fun. It's going to be real fun. Well, I got two that I want to see. I mean, of course, I'm not sure how the schedules are going to shake out, but... Brady and Breeze would be a nice matchup just to see them go at it with different, well, Brady being in a different uniform now, that'd be kind of cool. Oh, um, twice a year. Twice yeah, a twice year, a year. Yeah. So I'm curious to see, hopefully everyone's healthy so we can see them kind of at full strength one, like maybe one last time, potentially. Um, so yeah. that, and then of course I want to see the battle of the MVPs again, uh, Lamar and um, and Patrick. Yeah. Uh, those offenses are just so exciting. Like that's sure. to me, that's must see TV. Like I, I don't know, because I don't know. I think that, you know, if the, if the Ravens didn't fall short to the Titans, that would have been a heck of a game to go to the Super Bowl if that would have happened. I, I don't, I don't really know who would have won that mm -hmm. per se because they're just so explosive. But yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what Lamar and what Patrick do this year. I'm oh, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna revise mine. Mm -hmm. I want to see, you know, going back to the NFC uh, East, the Cowboys' offensive line versus Chase Young. Mm. They're gonna play they got twice Montez a year Sweat too. It's, a, it's, it's yeah. a few, it's a few bodies. There. Right, right. They're gonna play twice a year. So that defensive line and the, that that pass, pass rush ability on the on the Redskins, it's nothing to laugh at. And the thing is, is that, you know, we don't watch a lot of Redskins football just because of our location and their inability to make primetime 
and yeah that's not why i wouldn't watch it anyway but (laughs) (laughs) but well their inability to make prime time is because they are not exciting football but but to me i would you know clowny jj watt clowny era of the houston you know Mm -hmm. really fun watching defense I mean, could, you know, be, could be an interesting match. It could be something interesting. All right. Okay. Oh, right. I do want to throw in an honorable mention real quick. Uh, okay. I love Drew Brees, and I hope he stays healthy the entire season. But if he gets injured and we get to see Jameis <laughs> come out and try to will a win against Tampa, I would, I would love that to would see That would be must-watch TV. TV. That's must-see TV for is sure. Jameis, is Jameis second string? Oh, come I mean, on, uh, come, come on, on. Uh, come on, come on, man. <laughs> Enough. Enough. Don't disrespect him like what that. What kind of question is that? And he got Sean the Payton now. He got bro, the basic now. Bro. Sean Payton, Sean Payton, the head coach of mm-hmm. the Saints, likened Taysom Hill to Steve Young. Exactly. So that, that's what the comparison is just because he compared him to Steve Young because they went to BYU. Like, no, he went. He's compared him to Steve Young because of what he brings to the offense. He's mobile. What? He can throw on the run, bro. That's exactly what he said. I didn't say this. Sean Payton quote. said this. Sean Payton says a lot of things. Sean Payton also said the Saints never had a bounty program. So how'd that turn out? <laughs> <laughs> Let him know. Just say it louder. Cap is oh cap. Jonathan Vilma on Twitter right now at Three OT Podcast. We did not have. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. We got to put that on the wall. He compared him to Steve Young, the Hall of Famer. Yes. Yes. Wow. He said that's the potential. That's the potential they have after Drew retires. I mean, every everybody has potential. Not referring to Jameis, but referring to Taysom Hill. So, who's the second string? Mm -hmm. Like, you see what I'm saying? The guy who's thrown more than like seven pass attempts. How about that? Well, I will say there's there's one quarterback on that team that's not Drew Brees that has thrown more passes to Saints players. Here we go. <laughs> Not as a Saints. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's like the punter though, or something. Like, yeah, uh, no. yeah, no. no. Yeah, it's got to be no, the punter. No. I just saying, I don't know, man. Like, you guys know me. I'm a Jameis hater. I just don't. I don't see him being a starting quarterback. Even if, even you if Drew think, gets injured, you don't think he can beat out um, Steve Young Jr. You don't think he can beat him out? <laughs> uh, well, here's the thing. I will say this about Taysom Hill. I will give him a little bit of slack because I just haven't seen him throw the ball enough. In preseason, he looks decent. Like he doesn't look like you know he's you know Aaron Rodgers preseason. But yeah, but he, but yes, exactly. It's preseason, so I haven't seen him against you know in the regular season enough to make a judgment. He's completed seven passes in his entire career. And you guys want me to say if he's a good quarterback or not? Like I'm not asking him you. That's our point. I'm, ask, I'm asking you: Are you taking him over Jameis? I don't know because I don't know if he's a good quarterback or not. Like that's what I'm saying. Like I don't know. I need to see him in action. This is sick. Odell Beckham Jr. right now has a better passer rating than Jameis. Oh, come on. Come on. Come on. No, don't do that. No, 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 no. I'm doing that. I'm doing that because (laughs) you guys are asking me to compare a guy who's thrown seven or like 10 passes in the NFL against Jameis. You can't do that. You can't do that. Who would you take? Who would you take? I don't know because I need to see them. But Sean Payton has seen one of them throw the football quite a bit. And the other one he's seen throwing a lot of interceptions on for one of his rivals. I'm just saying if he's going to make a quote like that, that already tells you who he's got planned to take over for Drew when he leaves. So why would you just not let him play? Yeah, a lot could change in the NFL. I'm not buying no, that. Agreed. Agreed. Wow. I'm at a loss for words. So yeah. Okay. So look, let's do one more quick hitter. Real quick. I don't want you don't have to give me a whole think piece. 
Which team do you think is going to improve the most next season? Miami. Hold on. My, improve the most in what way? Uh, Record-wise. Sorry. Like, so just most wins over last it, year's that will, that will, amount of wins? That's, we're not, we don't have to call it double their wins, but let's say like they win three or four more games. Well, I'm just saying, like, if you say I could say the Bengals, and as long as the Bengals win more, like, they can win double the games and still suck. Okay, so let me rephrase this. About, <laughs> that's why I was saying. <laughs> I mean, that's improvement. I mean, it is improvement, but, like, it's like, okay, we go 0-16. All right, well, we win one game, but no, no, no. Okay, let's go with... Well, like, the, um, well, like I look at the Browns. The Browns, for the three years before Baker Mayfield... Garbage. They, they won four games over three seasons. His first year, they won six games. Do they still suck? Yes. But was that a massive improvement? Absolutely. Okay. Yes, I know right. you said. I know you said you didn't want a whole think piece, but there's a whole think piece about this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, which team becomes fringe playoff teams? How about that? Of the teams that didn't make it. Uh, ooh. Well, I got, I got, I got mine. I got mine. Steelers. Nope. The yeah, Steelers aren't getting Steelers. Yeah. Steelers aren't getting any better. How? Big ben, they're they're big getting their like franchise. Well, they are getting a quarterback back. He's done. He's done. He's toast. It's over. Um, the run yeah. is over, bro. What do you? T- I mean, it's just making the playoffs. I'm not saying he's going to win a championship. Um, I would say the Redskins if they get Alex Smith back. Chill. So no. Okay. Chill. And, um, <laughs> bro, they're in the NFC East. They they're have not, to beat. They're not better than. Yeah, which means only they one have to team. Beat the Cowboys. Eagles. They have to beat the Eagles and the Cowboys. That's it. Man, yeah. I mean, I hate the Cowboys. They, the Giants are a joke, Cowboys, bro. The Giants are a joke, but they ain't beating the Cowboys. Bro. They yeah, almost beat the Cowboys bad. both times last year. Yeah, but that's the rise and fall of the of the Cowboys roller coaster. When so, push comes exactly. to shove, yes. when push comes to shove, it's either the Cowboys or the Eagles. Everybody knows that. Uh, no. There was the Redskins were in the play in the playoff hunt in week 13 last year. Yes, because of the drama of the NFC East, but the the Redskins yes, I think, are I not. So you're telling me so you're telling me so you're telling me with Alex Smith and a improved defense they don't win like what, two more games? The Redskins That's all are, we're saying. Two more games. The Redskins are rebuilding. Like they're not ready for this. So did the other teams not improve too? Like they're the only team that improved. <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. I'm saying two more games. I'm not saying ten more games. I'm not saying five more games. I'm saying uh, they win two more games this year than next last year. Yeah, I don't okay. see it. And the bit, you know, yes, the other teams improved, but th- that doesn't on paper. Okay, but I, that doesn't. I don't see it. Actually, the Cowboys are still the Cowboys. The Eagles are still the Eagles. You know, Carson what? Wentz is going to be hurt by week four. Clip, you could clip wow. this, Tony, but I say, I say that. The Redskins will finish last in the NFC East. I think the Giants will have more wins than them at third place. The Eagles will win the NFC East, and the Cowboys will be second. I said if Alex Smith returns. Even if Alex Smith doesn't return. Even if he doesn't, same record. They're going to be better than the Giants. The Giants are going to be last, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah, the Giants. Like, the Giants are going to be last. The fact that you just said that out loud, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. About I'm going to clip that. Nah, that's, not clip that. that's, that's what I'm saying. Clip it. D. Jones, baby. Let's go. What? Danny Dimes? We're worried about Danny Dimes right now? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, he's not trash, but nah, nah, not yet. Not yet. He's not there. Like, he's not, he's got potential, but he hasn't reached it yet. All right. We'll see. Okay. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs. I'm just saying they won't finish last. I don't think that's too hard to say. So I will say my, well, I'll do, I'll do AFC and NFC. NFC, obviously, I'm going to say the Cardinals. I think they're going to improve a lot. And for the AFC, I'm going to go with the Colts. I think Phillip taking a little bit more, a few more chances than Jacoby was. Jacoby is mm-hmm. very reserved as a quarterback. Right. I think if they could just, uh, they're going to have to be explosive in the AFC now because the top of the AFC are explosive teams. So you're going to have to take risk. And so I think that they'll be able to to put together mm. a potential playoff shot, at least, maybe to at least make it in. I'm not saying that'll be fun anything, to see. It, yeah. just, it just depends yeah. on if Phil's going to be able to keep the ball on his side of the field. Oh, he won't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he won't. He won't. Yeah. yeah. But even with that, that, though. 
one pick here and then a bomb to Ty. I mean, you yeah. Live I mean, with like, it. yeah. I mean, he's got the potential. I'll take. I, I don't know though, because like I don't remember when's the last time that that the uh, Colts played that way. Like, think about that. Mm, so you had like, Jacoby before you had that. You had Andrew, Andrew Luck. Luck before yeah. you had that. No, but Andrew Luck didn't play that way. Andrew Luck was extremely calculated. No, he yeah. was, but he was he was accurate. And he, he and he could put he could move you down the field. What I'm yeah, saying is, yeah, Philip Rivers can move you down the field. Yes, but the way he does, I'm saying, but look at the way he does it versus the way the last 25 years in. Yeah, no, I agree. It's going to be a lot less polished than it has been. But <laughs> yeah, it's going to be weird. Like I don't know. They've also retooled. They've. they've oh yeah, yeah, for sure. They've. No, I, I don't think it's impossible. Brain. I think it's just going to be yeah. weird watching Indianapolis football not be about accuracy and precision. Yeah, and they have a run game, and, and they have a great yeah. line. Mm-hmm. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see what how that how that shakes out. All right, now moving on. Tony, you think the Patriots are doing something? The, the, the Patriots are scheming up something. What's going on, bro? When's the last time Patriots weren't scheming up something? Whether Excellent. they're cheating, that whether they're you know, no. Shout but, out to the camera crew. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> big shout out for the payroll. Hey. The payroll. Robert Kraft's payroll is real. I just want y'all to know that. Um. <laughs> They they didn't go after Andy Dalton, you know, which to me would have been a great fit as far as, you know, keeping them in contention. I don't think he's going to make him a championship contender, but keeping them in the conversation, they'd win the AFC East probably uh, just just based on their pedigree. Um, but they didn't go after Andy Dalton. Uh, Bill Belichick has said that they're going to start Jason Stidham uh, week one. Mm-hmm. Jared, is, I'm sorry, Jared. Yeah, I don't even know the dude's name. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I got you. Jared. Completely, got you. completely irrelevant. Um, it doesn't matter. He's not going to start next year. Doesn't matter. But, and that's that's what I'm getting to. So they know that he's not the guy. And I don't mean. What? Sorry, bro. You're he's not the guy. That's he's not sorry, what they, bro. That's not what they've said though. No, no, I get that's not what they said. I said what this is what they know, not oh, what they've oh, said. Saying they Kevin. Okay. Bro, yes. Who's what the number one draft choice? <laughs> Who's the number one draft choice coming out next year? Trevor. Who's the Trevor number Lawrence. one overall pick? Trevor Lawrence. You're telling me Trevor Lawrence on the Patriots doesn't make them win the next 50 Super Bowls? Like, Well, yes, I'm saying that. Yeah. Well, yes, <laughs> saying that too. My, point is, my point is, does he not effectively replace Tom Brady as somebody who's going to walk in and do the quote-unquote Patriot way and yeah, all the things that Tom Brady did for that franchise for years. Yeah, everything but the long hair, but yeah. Yeah. Well, no, no. Tom Brady had the long hair for a while. Oh, that's right. That's right. He, had that he was crying. He was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, to me, right now, the Patriots are playing chess and everybody else is playing checkers. So we're all focused on, you know, oh, no, Jordan Love got drafted to the Packers right after at the same age that Aaron Rodgers was drafted to the Packers for Brett Favre and da, 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 and everybody's stressing and oh my God, I'll, you know, and like I said, Andy Dalton moving. Oh no. And now he's behind Dak. And what does that mean for Dak? Da, da, da. Patriots are just sitting back happily going to go four and 12 this year. Mm. Happily. Because they, there's, they're, they're ramping up. Like we were just talking about the Warriors. They, they have the pieces sitting in wait basically to get them where they need to go. Now, the thing is, is those it's a little bit the other way around because they have no draft, draft capital in any or trade capital in any of their pieces because all their pieces are kind of bad. But that's what's going to get them what they need. You guys see what I'm saying? You got enough defensive pieces to, to, to make something happen. 
Their defense right. is is actually really good. Yeah. But the on offense, what do they need? They need a quarterback. They need everything on offense, man. They have a de- they have a, a decent line. It's not good, but it's not it's average. It's very average. They have a very average line, but they're they've never really had a, a premier running back. But they still have James White. Still have Sony Michelle. So you've got you've got pieces that you can move in either one of those guys. You can move them if you need better draft picks. Um, but you draft Trevor Lawrence. And you go out and you draft a second, second, third round wide receiver, which they're really good at doing and them making them really, really good. So this is what I'm seeing for the next year. And the fact that nobody's really talking about this really, really worries me. <laughs> actually, like they actually they kind of suck at drafting receivers, but that's a different story. Julian Edelman wants to have a conversation with you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but who else? Who's to say that like Chicago doesn't do that? Or who's to say that Jacksonville doesn't do that? You know what I'm saying? Like there are worse teams than the Patriots who need a quarterback. Like Mitchell Trubisky did not get his his contract extended. Like there's a reason for that. Like I'm just saying that. Well, yeah. Yes, it looks good. <laughs> let's, have a, let's have a conversation about, we've had this conversation before about organizations and good organizations, bad organizations. Right. Right. So why... Why do the Redskins, why did the Giants, why do the Bengals, you know, whoever else you want to mention, why did they have the worst, you know, the first pick in the draft this year? Because they're a bad organization. Like there's just, they just aren't a winning organization, right? So what happens when you take a good organization that chooses to lose? That's scary. That's what you're going to see. Like this is a conscious choice. This isn't, this isn't, uh, well, We'll see if we're competitive for a couple games. Like it, like it wouldn't surprise me if they literally went out and just started like kneeling in the end zone for safeties. Like wow. that's where we're at with it. Like that's honestly like because there's no rule that says you can't throw a game. Like it wouldn't surprise me if it was at that I'm level. Sure there's like something in like the CBA or something. But <laughs> I'm just saying, like I'm surprised. I wouldn't like it's gonna be that bad in my opinion. Like. I think they win like one game, two games, just so that way, if there is, I don't know, there's probably a bylaw somewhere that says that you have to be competitive. Um, but they will make sure they pretty much consistently have the worst record in the NFL because they are a good organization and I don't, you don't want to get that twisted, but they are definitely going to make a conscious choice to have a good draft pick this year. There's a lot of bad teams in the NFL. Uh, I am I am on board with the Trevor Lawrence thing. Uh, I think we had talked about this before too. Um, I hate it. I hate it because I. It's I'm, scary. I'm, just, I'm a Patriots. I don't hater, know but. if they'll be able to successfully tank that low to get him. But even if they don't get him, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Justin Fields will also be coming out. Yes. And um, there's, there's going to be guys. There's going to be. There's a decent quarterback pool still. Yeah. I don't yeah. want Bill to have any talent at quarterback. Period. But here's the thing: so. is even if they get, if they don't tank that bad, and let's say they have a top five pick, let's say they're yeah, five. Move up. How hard is it to move up to one at when you're five or when you're three? Like how it's not as hard, you know, I'll trade you my first and my third. So now you move back two picks. So instead of getting Trevor Lawrence, you get, you know, whoever's third, but you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, if it's a team who doesn't need a quarterback or like, say like a team, like let's say Joe Burrow gets injured. God forbid. Bengals go on the same run, typically same same kind of thing that they did this year. They don't need a quarterback. They don't need to draft another quarterback. They just need their quarterback to get healthy, right? Right. 
So why would the Bengals not trade away their pick if the number one overall pick is Trevor Lawrence? They traded two or three. They still get their guy, and now they have an extra draft pick. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And obviously, like, I'm not wishing anything bad to happen like Joe Burrow or anything like that. But I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of things that can happen over the course of a season. So, yes, they, they don't tank that bad. We're talking about one of the teams that, like, just kind of, like, finesses trades on a regular basis here. No, for sure, for sure. I just, so, I don't know. I guess I'm not used to it. I mean, we've seen 20 years of success. It's just, I don't know. Oh, it's, it's going to be weird. Yeah. It's going to be weird. But it's going to be a necessary <laughs> evil. It would be, be funny if that happens. It actually would be hilarious if he pulled that off. Oh, if he pulls it off, though, like, it's definitely one of those things that, like, you have to sit back and say, okay, what's wrong with the NFL? Like, because <laughs> this is this is one of those times where it's like not they don't rebuild, they reload like this legitimately is what that is <laughs> like. They're not rebuilding. They're literally choosing to lose for a year to make sure they get their guy to continue dominating. Yeah, I got you. Dang. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Let's see. We'll see what that tank looks like. If Bill can pull off the tank. Well, moving on. All right, well, moving on to probably the only, well, I shouldn't say the only thing happening during this quarantine, but in the sports world, the biggest thing happening is uh, every Sunday, the last dance is on ESPN. Uh, we get to relive the 1998 season and pretty much all of MJ's prime years through his own eyes and through a few of uh, a few other Bulls players and important pieces. How are you guys feeling about the show so far? We are on, I think this Sunday will be episode seven and eight. So how are you feeling about the episodes before? Tony Kukoc got the short end of the stick by Team USA. I just want to say that uh, Tony Kukoc deserves better. That's all. That's all I want to say. What do you, <laughs> you have to expand on that. Deserves better. What, how? What? No, I'm just saying like, cause so before he was picked up by the Bulls and they played Croatia in the champ uh, the, for a gold medal. Yeah. He called, a, much he just called a stray. He called a stray. Okay. It wasn't <laughs> his fault, but. It, is there anyone that Dre Krause hasn't in some way screwed over? <laughs> I just yeah, thought true. that. It's like everyone who. Well, no, I just mean like, I mean like in the Jerry round robin. In the round robin episodes or in the round robin games, Tony they they just purposefully went after Tony Kukoc. Scotty and Mike went purposefully went after him because they knew that Jerry Krause was eyeing him, and they right. wanted to show him basically you can't get rid of Scotty and put this dude in because Scotty's better. So they basically just teed off on this man for forty eight minutes. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. It w- it was directed at Jerry, but. Tony got it, and and it yeah. just he don't deserve it, man. He he, he deserves better. <laughs> I was uh, I was watching it with my wife, and we were we just both started busting out laughing when Tony's like, I didn't even know the guys, you know. Like I was like, we were just <laughs> like, <laughs> we were just dying because like here's this kid, and he, first game just gets destroyed. But I do love how the championship game, like Tony was ready. Like don't get me wrong, they lost, but he was not gonna take any crap from Scotty and Mike. So I love yeah, how, yeah. you know, Mike was like, yeah, you know, Tony like earned our respect. I love, cause you know? I love how they shot that part or how they at least presented it in the documentary of like, you know, like, yeah, Tony bounced back in the second game and like, they still got 40 piece. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so he, he had he like 20 back, and 10. Back. He had like 20 and 10. You know, he's like, it was like 117 and like 83. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's tough. But yeah, man. Uh, anything else you guys take? I mean, the, my biggest takeaway so far is just, you know, obviously, you know, we said before I didn't live Jordan's era. But just seeing uh, the way his competitive nature is almost like something he can't turn off is very interesting to me. Um, mm. Like his drive yeah. is like is yeah. otherworldly. But like in the things that he uses to motivate is just weird. 
And so like his, it's like from the episodes we've been seeing, it seems like he's finding like outside motivation from people that he doesn't like. Like he doesn't like Jerry Krause. So anything that Jerry likes, yeah. I hate. And I'm going to hate it really bad. And I want to show him, you know, I just want to, like he's very petty in his competitive nature. And it's just interesting. It's like he needs to be pissed off. Like I, I feel like, I feel like we could thank Isaiah Thomas maybe and the Detroit Pistons for that because they created, and, and not saying that this isn't who MJ always was because it is. It, it clearly is who MJ is and always was. But I feel like the Pistons really aggravated that because they created this monster, you know, because in the previous episodes, MJ's like, you know what? I'm not just going to take what they, I'm, I'm going to dish it back. I'm going to gain, I'm going to put 15 pounds of muscle. You know, I'm going to come through and dunk on Bill Lambeer. You know, I'm, I'm going to push him out of the way. I'm going to, he came for blood too. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah. he just never stopped after that. So it's, it's incredible. I thought it was really something to see. But one thing that I really, really enjoyed too about the whole thing, which is crazy, man, I just, I really loved that portion on the Knicks and how, you know, I, I feel like because the Knicks are so bad now, we forget how good the Knicks were. You know, it's funny because we were talking with, uh, with Christine uh, last week about this a little bit, but so much so like this meteoric rise and fall of the Knicks organization. It's incredible. Like Patrick Ewing recently was asked how he's enjoying the last dance. And he said, I'm not watching it. He said, I'm not mm-hmm. like, I've already lived through that. I don't need to go back and watch how we had an opportunity to take out MJ and how he goes to a casino down to O and comes back and sweeps the shout Knicks out to Atlantic city. <laughs> shout out to Horace. <laughs> shout out to all the, you know, right. you know, if you know, but seriously you know like he doesn't need to see that again or how the knicks were such a powerful organization and then michael jordan retires they have an opportunity in 94 to win to take the championship to say you know what the only thing in our way was michael jordan and then Mm -hmm. he couldn't get it done in 94 against the rockets so it's it's like it's stuff like that that you kind of look at and, and you think wow I kind of feel bad for the Knicks in a way, but never. <laughs> well, just just a little bit, but it also kind of helps me to understand. Spoken too, like, like a true Nets fan. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Let no bias burn. there, Cliff. Let them no, burn. Dang. <laughs> but it, it just shows how also a respect that, you know, M- MJ himself said, yeah, they were for sure the biggest threat to that 3P. I mean, that's that's for MJ to say that is big respect. I will say going back to your like competitive nature of MJ, um, I did appreciate the part where they were talking about like gambling and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they he's they brought out a point where they were playing cards in the front of the plane. They were dropping like racks, like mm-hmm. a grand a piece per per hand. And the guys in the back were playing for like a dollar. Yeah, packs in them. Yeah, yeah, packs in them. Yeah, yeah. And he decided that Mike would come back and basically be like, "Hey, deal me in a hand." And they'd be like, why? Like, we're only playing for a dollar. And he goes, because I want your money in my pocket. <laughs> so for so for him, like, it wasn't about the dollars and cents of it all. It, it never, it, 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 him gambling was never about him making or losing money. It was about him just proving to somebody else that I can beat you. And not just can I beat you, but me beating you is going to cost you. Whether that's money, that's pride, that's you know, your ego, whatever. Right. When, right. when I beat you, you will be lesser because of it. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. insane. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like his competitive drive is like, it's almost like an alien dude. It's weird. I'm like, how did he, 
it's amazing to yeah. see and, and hear it back. But um, also another part too that has been really good for, especially the younger viewers, including myself, the emphasis that they put on, you know, breaking down the backgrounds of the teams that they played against is like very good for history. Because I mean, of, of course, in the last couple of weeks, we've had like the Draymond Green, you know, he's been in his bag the last couple of weeks saying mm. whatever. Mm. And it's just like, bro, it's like a lot of people, I don't think a lot of people understand because you know, there's a lot of jokes about who Michael played or who he had to go through or what he had to play. Like, guys, like, he's playing Hall of Famers. Like, these guys are, they they are, like, pillars to the sport of basketball that he's mm-hmm. playing against. And so for them to actually see and hear from those guys and, like, hear from Charles Barkley, hear from Patrick Ewing, hear from um just, yeah. just the yeah. amount of people that, like, I mean, the era that he played in isn't ours, but, like, let's not get it confused that, like, these guys are, like, the, these are the names that you see when we look up history of basketball. This is what we're seeing. The Mount, the Mount Rushmore of basketball. Exactly. And for him to have their utmost respect, like they're all bending the knee. Like I, I it's, it's, it's interesting to see it. It's interesting to see it. Yeah. Cause you're looking at a guy who is just so much better than everyone else, you know? It, Cause again, it's not like Chuck couldn't ball. It's not like these guys couldn't hoop. It's not like they weren't trying to do what Michael Jordan was doing on the low block. They just couldn't, they just couldn't do it like him. He, he was the most efficient effective mid-range score the game has ever seen ever nobody could do it like him and no one has done it like him since so it's it's incredible so i I hope guys like draymond green or anybody else for that matter i hope they don't ever put any disrespect on charles barkley or any of those guys disclaimer like i really think that draymond's like just trolling honestly i don't i don't think that because i hope so because you you heard what he said the other day how he said that he would pick and roll Shaq to death him and he's Steph? He's trolling. He's trolling. Like, I don't, Is I don't, he? I don't Because I, I watched the interview. And he was very intense. So something, and I, and I, this part of his, I think it's part of his act. But see, this is what makes me mad about that thing, with, the situation with Draymond, is that because he comes out and he says these things, it almost, like, it diminishes how the, like, people who enjoy the sport of basketball view him and to a point where, like, it gets, like, the disrespect will get so bad that I'll actually have to defend him as a bad, like, he's, okay, he's not actually garbage it's just that, like, he is baiting people into getting upset and then talking emotionally. And so that it's almost like, well, if you're going to say that, like, let's actually pull up what you've done. But, like, his res- his basketball resume is actually very good. It's just that, like... Yeah, but he talks like he's a top troll? 50 player. Yeah, he talks like he's like a top 25 player. So that we don't have to defend you. Like, like you are not it, you know? It. Like, not that you're a scrub, but you are not it. Like you're not on that same level, you're not on that same caliber, so you can't. Draymond speak Green is to a great guys. basketball player, but he's you know? not Charles Barkley. He's that's not Charles exactly, Barkley. exactly. Oh, that that's insane. In my opinion, Draymond Green carries a lot of. He's very, he's very, he fits extremely well in the system that he plays in. And for sure. Oh, for sure. To say that he would be just as good of a player somewhere else, I don't know. No, and I, wouldn't, that's, I wouldn't say that. I would I wouldn't go on that limb. Yeah, and that's and that's the difference to me with where he's at, you know, because you can say, you know, Steph, if Steph goes somewhere else, he changes that team for the better. For sure, for sure. You know, LeBron, obviously, he's done it for years, gone to a different team, and all of a sudden that team's, you know, championship caliber. Mm-hmm. Um you KD. Know, KD, yeah. You know, there's you know, even you can but even the you know, the obvious those are three obvious choices because mm-hmm. in my opinion, those are the three mm-hmm. best guys in the NBA right now. But Kawhi like, too. Yeah, Kawhi, Kawhi too. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. another one. Um, but like even the like, I wouldn't say I don't want to use the term lesser, but maybe not as talented guys or guys who can't quite contribute the same way, like your Kyrie's. 
your, I don't know if I want to put Kemba in there, but like. You're just talking about your next tier of guys. Yes, the next tier of guys. Same Mm -hmm. thing, though. Like when Kyrie went to Boston, everybody was like, okay, Boston's kind of a championship contender now. Mm -hmm. Maybe not as much as like, you know, if LeBron went there, but. You know, he definitely started a conversation. Yeah, put put in the right system, like that system with Brad Stevens. You why not? Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, Boston exactly could, could have done something. Yeah, for sure. But the thing is, is I don't put Draymond in either one of those two categories. Not a chance. You see what I'm saying? Like, like yes, he's a good basketball player, but like he's not somebody that I'm gonna move. Like, if I move him to the Magic right now, are the Magic gonna be the fourth seed in the East? No, right. There's no way. Like he doesn't. And the thing is, is that they're like the seventh seed in the East. So he doesn't even move him up three spots. Like, no, no he just, no, he's like, not that much of a changer to the game outside of what he does. Like it's, it's, it's a level. Like to me, like if, if I look at guys like, like, you know, Charles Barkley, LeBron James, and or, well, you know, obviously you know, uh, just those guys, those, those hall of fame, no question guys, they're, they're luxury cars, man. They're Ferraris. They're, you know, if I look mm-hmm. at Draymond Green, he's like, top of the mid class you know like he's yeah. the best toyota you'll find you know <laughs> with all the bells and whistles but he ain't ever gonna be a lexus ever yeah exactly yeah but let's uh, yeah. Well, i will say draymond green, what a comparison <laughs> yeah well i like this guy i see you draymond green is a hall of famer we can, we can dead that i seen that on twitter the other day he's a hall of famer mm-hmm. it's not right a, it's not even a question not but sure. i will say this we will i think in the next few years of you know how basketball is going you will start to see more players that are molded like a Draymond Green with maybe different physical attributes. But like he will be held in high esteem when his career is finished because of the IQ that he plays with. The IQ that he brought to the position to be versatile will be something that will be carried after, which is hence this is gonna which is why I'm saying he's a Hall of Fame player. Not because of his talent level, but because of what he did in his position on that role for that team and at the level he did it at. Right. And that's the thing. That's, you know, when, when we make the argument, like who's better Jordan or Braun statistically, I, I, you know, cause I'm, I'm a little bit of an old head when it comes to this. And I always say Jordan, and this is a conversation we could have an episode every week and this be the subject. Mm-hmm. And we would be able to fill out an hour every week. And I would unsubscribe. Um, yeah. <laughs> 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 but when it comes down to it for me, that's what that's the biggest kind of change. That's or that's the biggest uh parameter for me is cuz like statistically at this point in his career, LeBron is better than Michael Jordan statistically in most things. You know, as far as like points scored, assi- you know, his assists per game are crazy insane over what Jordan's were. You know, there's a lot of of that stuff, but when it comes down to it, everybody's been chasing Jordan for years. Yeah. And there's a reason. LeBron the way he, Yes. And it's the way he changed the game. He changed the game. Rules were built to for to stop Jordan from being so dominant. Mm. And that to me, that's that's why I always say like he's the GOAT. Like there's nobody that will ever top him because of what he had but basically the league had to change to basically make it so he didn't just run all over everybody. And then yeah. after that era ended everybody was just talking about who's the next. Like you say that you hear Kobe, Kobe was the next Michael Jordan. Very rarely do you hear him as he's the first Kobe, Mm -hmm. you know, same thing with LeBron, LeBron, despite playing a different position and playing the game completely uniquely to hit to himself. You know, he's even said, I'm chasing the goat. I'm chasing Mike. 
And for him to say that means that if he's chasing him, that he hasn't caught up to him. He is not better. You see what I'm saying? And, and like, you know, mm-hmm. if they played one-on-one who would win, it doesn't matter because in his era, Mike changed the way the future would be played. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And I mean, yes, 20 years from now, we might have the same conversation with about LeBron. Probably so. But we'll have that, we'll have that. like that walking around. Right. <laughs> but we'll have that conversation in 20 years. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like when, when the last dance 2.0 comes out for LeBron's career, I'll watch that 30 for 30. I'll watch that documentary, that 10 part documentary. Oh yeah, for sure. And we'll make, we'll make the arguments. Like a side note, like it's anything that's always the most frustrating part, frustrating part about having that discussion of like, who's the goat and who's this, who's that. Not that it even really matters at the end of the day. We just put a lot of emphasis on it, but the most frustrating part of it is that we're comparing apples and oranges. Like these guys play the game in two completely oh, different completely ways. They're not even ways. they're not even the same body builds. Like they don't play the sport, not even cl- remotely close to how one or right. the other. And so, like that's why, like when we make we try to make the def- definitive argument of who's better and who's this and who's that, it's always going to be weird because it'd be, it'd be easier if LeBron was a six six shooting guard because mm-hmm. then we could map out okay, well, what does he do here? What does he do there? But like LeBron's best ability. Some would argue it was his passing ability. Well, for Jordan, we would argue it was his sure. efficiency scoring and maybe his defensive presence. So there's so many different things. Like they play the game, and they dominate in different ways. No, so it's sure. hard for it. Like that's why whenever we have like a, a goat discussion or who's the top, it's going to come down to preference and probably what era you grew up in. That's what it's going to yeah, come yeah. down to. Yeah. Because when they look at LeBron, they always say, hey, well, he's more magic than Jordan, which is, he which is, is absolutely which is true. true. He is, you know. But there was a certain point in time, obviously, before. You know, Michael Jordan came in and had his epic run that it was the autonomy of the NBA. Who is the best player in the NBA? It was Larry Bird. And then Mm -hmm. Magic came in and took that from Larry, just like Michael came in and took that from Magic. So who's been the best player in the NBA for the last decade and a half? Right. I mean, no question. It's been LeBron James. And before that, for for uh, uh, I'd say a span of what uh, I'd, I'd say a span of five years. Right before at least, Bron, at least it, it, right, it was Kobe. So LeBron came and took not took it from Kobe, but because they never got to really have that that matchup, which would have been amazing. Which but is so disappointing. It, it's just how so oh, oh for sure, you know. Well, it's the same thing with Jordan. We never got to see Jordan against Hakeem uh, and and that team. That would have been amazing. But so it's just it's it's how these eras and 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 things transition, but. um yeah, you know, I guess you know it's like what people always say, right? No more hating, just appreciating. That's and that's probably the probably the biggest thing that this is doing for us with this last dance is like like take our time out and just like just watch. Like, you don't have, just watch because it's just and you take from it what you take from it, but just watch. And this, yeah. I, I and I hope honestly, I hope all the great players when they get done, they all get docs because I would love to see the behind the scenes of you know their ten years in the league. Mm-hmm. There's so much that happens that we don't know about or that we don't oh, understand. Yeah. For sure. So. Well, moving on, let's keep it in the NBA. There's been talks happening recently. I want to I'm going to circle back and we're going to cover everything here, but I think that this season is very important. Like before I was on the team where I didn't want the season to continue. I really didn't want it to continue because it just I just felt like it wouldn't be right. I, I still don't think it'll be right, but there's implications with this particular NBA season that are so important that it almost it really might have to we have to finish it. And I'll tell you why. For the three teams, this season is very important. These three teams, the Philadelphia 76ers, the Milwaukee Bucks, and the Golden State Warriors. This season <laughs> is so important for these three teams. 
So for mm. for the first, there's been rumors for almost about a year and a half now, ever since uh, Mr. Giannis, the Greek freak, has become, you know, the MVP and, uh, you know, began his dominance that, you know, can a small market team maintain this level of a superstar without winning? Now, this season, unfortunately, ended in the middle of their great regular season run. They had the number one record in the NBA. Or it was either number one or number two, whatever it was. They were like, they were the top. Is one they, A or one They were B. number one in the East. They were number yeah. one. They didn't have the best record in the league? I thought they had the best record. I, I can't remember. Wrong. I can't remember. What, 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 what no, no, I, I think yeah. they did. I think they did. And Lakers I think the Lakers the were record in the West. In the West. Yeah. yeah. Bro, I, barely, I barely remember what a basketball looks like at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, this season was looking like, it looked like it was shaping up to be the year that the Milwaukee Bucks could potentially, or at least they would be the favorites to at least get to the finals. So, because that's the case, if they cannot finish this season out, it kind of puts them back in limbo again. You have to start all over. If it's now, if they were to finish it out, and let's say that they weren't to, you know, complete the run and win the finals, and, you know, and, and bring a championship to Milwaukee, that's going to open up a lot of doors for Giannis, where he's going to start to think, hmm, if I couldn't do it right now, how could we possibly get better for me to make this happen later? Because he's already been on. He's he's been quoted saying that. I'm fine being in Milwaukee as long as they're proving to me that we're, we can battle for a championship. And if they can't win a championship this season, what season do you think that they won a championship? Well, I mean, I don't feel like they necessarily need to get better. I think they could, they could run it back again next year. But the sad part to me would be if that's the, if they're just as good next year if the, as they are this year, and let's say they go on and win a championship next year, you can look back at this year and say, they could have won could they have back. won back-to-back? Yeah. Yes. So... You know, because to me, you have the number one record in the league. Two years in a row, by the way. And mm-hmm. to say, you know, they need to quote unquote improve or what do we need to do to improve? I don't think it's a fair judgment of the situation that we find ourselves in now. Exactly. I think that I think that, that you can say we don't really need to necessarily improve. We just need to be able to play the rest of the season. And, now, so, and from that standpoint, I agree with you. But the only thing that makes that a little funny is the money situation because Giannis' contract is about to be up. Yes. So Now, is Giannis, does he get one more year or is this his last year? If I'm not mistaken, next season would be his last season under contract. So before then he gets the Super Bowl. So before they get offered the Super 2021. Year. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. yeah. you know what I'm saying? It kind of it puts a little bit more pressure on that. Now, for the other two teams, this is also very important. For the Sixers, because y'all know how I feel about the Sixers. This is like, I mean, this is cold hard fact. <laughs> it is, is what it is, bro. Like, eventually you're going to understand that this isn't working. And the reason why the, go out, they're going to go out and draft as another center. What are you talking about? Exactly. Yes. They're going to just take a center in the first <laughs> round. And so, and the reason why the Warriors are even included in this, obviously the worst team in the league. I think they've only won like 14 or 15 games, but the Golden State Warriors, I can't remember what article it was, but a couple, like a couple months ago came out the article that the Warriors, one of the most forward thinking franchises in the NBA, the Warriors have a boatload of assets to move. There's been rumors that they might be targeting Giannis. There's been rumors they may also may be targeting Ben Simmons. Now you may say, hmm, that doesn't make any sense. Why would, any, why would they do that? Well, to Tony's point, if this season can't finish and Giannis doesn't get his chance to go to title, okay, he runs it back. Let's say next year they don't even make it to the championship. Does he stay? Do you risk that? Yeah, no, I, I saw the article that you were talking about. It was highly intriguing. In fact, there was another article that came out earlier talking about the Warriors moving Andrew Wiggins and um, a couple of picks to make a run at Giannis. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's it's incredibly interesting. For me, at the end of the day, it all comes back to Giannis because 
And, and this is why it's so important when we talk about when we talk about things like legacy and how you want to be remembered. And that's what it's going to come down to for Giannis. Because well, if he gets traded, that, that's out of his control. Oh yeah, yeah, for, no, for sure. And and honestly, if I'm Giannis, that's the best case situation. Yeah, that's like, a win. I didn't do it. You guys did it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but because that's the thing, it's like, do, does how does he want that to be? Do I want to be viewed as a Kevin Durant? You know, as LeBron James in, in the summer? Do I mm-hmm. want to be that? You know, because again, you know, LeBron crucified for that decision. Uh, Kevin Durant crucified for his decision. And knowing the kind of person that Giannis is, this, this is this is, and I know we're not at the quote segment yet, but this is a quote that he said in 2016 which is so funny because it did not age well at all. Uh, but he said, uh, for as long as I'm playing, if I work hard and grab the, uh, the opportunity, I'll be someone special. And then he goes on to say, I want to do for Milwaukee what Kevin Durant did for Oklahoma City. <laughs> he said that in 2016, <laughs> right before KD jump ship, right? So these things don't age well, right? I mean, even Kyrie, what, you know, last season, Hey, Boston, if you'll have me, this is where I want to be for the rest of my, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, these things don't age well. Well, things you know? change. They change. Things change. And so I give, I give, you know, again, KD at the end of the day said, look, you know, I did what I had to do. LeBron at the end of the day said, look, I played out my contract and I want to win. Which is again, why, you know, Tony talking about that 30 for 30 on LeBron, it's going to be crazy because then he comes back to Cleveland and, you know, that's going to be like a whole thing in itself, right? He did something he had. He didn't have to do it. He didn't have to come back and do this for Cleveland. But anyways, um, Giannis has an opportunity here. So what is he going to do? What does he want his legacy to look like? Does he want his legacy to look like LeBron's, maybe KD's, or does he want to take a chance and be Dirk? There's not that many Dirks, and it's very difficult to do. I can tell you right now, I can feel it in my gut that if the season does continue, and let's say that, let's hypothetically speaking, let's say they don't win the championship, and Giannis doesn't sign that extension during the season, it will get hot. It will get very hot. Um, <laughs> I'm not just being honest. No, no, you're, you're right. You're right. You're 100 percent right. You're 100 percent right. I would love to see. Um, going back to your Dirk, your Dirk comparison because that was really good. Is do you, do you guys have Dirk is a I don't know top 25 all time? Oh, easily top yeah, higher than that. Yeah, top 10, arguably top 10. I think Dirk is top top 10? Dirk in my top 10. Oh, for sure. Yeah, okay. Now, here's my question. Why is he not higher? Dirk? Just, it's not a knock against him. They're just, they're, they're just the guys that are in better. front of him are just like. Are, but are they? But my point is, but are they? Yeah. But I'm, I'm not, I'm yes. not, I'm not. No, listen, listen to me, listen to me. I'm not saying that, like, I'm not, que- I don't even know who you have above him, so I can't make an argument. My point is this, though. The guys, you know, you can say that you're LeBron's, because, like, LeBron's above him. Oh, for sure. KD's KD's above him. No, he's not. Like when he retires, when he retires, when Kevin Durant retires in basketball, he will be be top five, top six easily. There will be a question. Absolutely, absolutely. But if he never leaves, but if he never leaves Oklahoma City, maybe not. If the if if uh, LeBron never leaves the Cavs, the first original time he was on the Cavs, he's he's number three, number four, not number two. You see what I'm saying? Like. That opportunity led those guys to go win. And yes, LeBron went back and won one with Cleveland. But let's not get it twisted and go, he went back to Cleveland to win it for Cleveland. He went back because he goes, oh, wait, we can get Kevin Love and Kyrie. And Kyrie's already there. 
yeah, okay, now we have a big three. Now I'm, I'm, I can win again. He didn't go back and win it for them. He went to the place where winning was most likely. And because Oof, he wants bars. Because he wants That's because okay. he wants to win. Because he wants to win. That's why he left in the first place, because he wants to win. Mm-hmm. So why did he leave Miami? Because he still wanted to win. Right. And because he wanted to run a team, not Pat Riley. And let's face it, I don't care how big Braun gets, he's not outweighing Pat Riley. Oh, for sure. And when it comes down to it, these guys found teams to win. And yes, LeBron took that back with him, but he didn't go back to the same team that he left. He went to a team that was stacked. Mm-hmm. KD left, went to to the Warriors. Well, why did he leave the Warriors? He went to a team that was stacked. Well, to throw a little wrench in there, LeBron and Pat, there have been articles about this. Pat Riley is not someone who just goes, okay, well, we're just going to lose for the rest of our entirety. Pat Riley is here to win at all times. And there's no question that if LeBron had actually stayed in Miami, that Pat already talked about this. He said, if if LeBron stayed in Miami, he could have won three more, maybe even four. So it's not like he... Like his best bet to win would have been to actually stay in Miami. When he went back to Cleveland, it, it was, it, yes, he wanted to win because he saw the potential of Kyrie Irving there. But Kevin Love was not there yet. JR, like all of those pieces were not there. So it was a, hey, I could have my Pippin and I could build my legacy. So Cleveland was as much a legacy decision as it was a winning decision. Because if it was strictly, I want to win. He would have stayed in Miami, just like KD. If KD was strictly, I want to win for the rest of my life, he would have stayed in Golden State. So legacy plays a role here. It wasn't necessarily all about, I want to win. It was, I want to win my way. And he wasn't going to do that with Pat Riley because the Miami, to this day, wins Pat Riley's way. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And that's what sure. I mean. Where it's like the same reason Kyrie wanted out of Cleveland. Right. Because it was LeBron, the GM, as you guys right. like to call him. Right. Like, it's LeBron's legacy. It's his team. Yes. It's his, it was it's his team. LeBron. It was right. 100% his team. Right. And that's what I mean. So when he left Miami, he saw a way, because, you know, the big three, the original, you know, I say the original. There's no such thing as the original big three. There's been big <laughs> right. threes for the last 50 years. Right. Um, But like the Miami big three. You can make the argument that it was wasn't Braun that won him that championship. It was Pat Riley. We're putting these three guys together. Yeah, there's an argument to be made. I'm not saying that it's right, but there's an argument for sure. Versus Braun said, "No, I'm going to go win a championship, and it's maybe because I won the championship." It's right. just, it's just funny that like because Pat Riley says, "Well, if he stays in Miami, he can win three or four more," and he'd be like, "Meanwhile, he goes back to Cleveland and still goes another three straight." Yeah. <laughs> so like, but that's the power of Braun, though. But exactly. how did those three straight end up? Like Pat Riley would have built a much better team than what was there. In well, Cleveland. I mean, the, those yeah. teams were banged up too. Like the Warriors got a lot of breaks going on there. So like it, they, oh, those teams sure. that lost probably potentially could have won too if they some things shook out their way. But to finish to finish to wrap all of it back up again too, because I didn't cover the Sixers yet. Um, I do believe that Elton Brand that there is trouble in paradise in Philadelphia. Sixer fans don't want to admit it, but it is what it is. I've seen rumors of Ben Simmons potentially being moved. Uh, Sixer fans are like, doesn't make any sense why we do that. Well, Golden State Warriors' names has also popped up in their rumor. Now you're saying, now what could Golden State mm. possibly give Philadelphia that would make them move Ben Simmons? Actually, the answer is a lot. Okay, they have they're going to have either the top one pick or two pick this year. They they are the worst team in the league. They could potentially move that. Mm-hmm. They also have the Minnesota Timberwolves' first round pick next season, which will probably be a top five pick. More than likely, we we see how we see how the Timberwolves play. They'll probably be a top five pick next season. 
They also have their own first this year. So that's three, that's three very high first round picks. So you're saying the Sixers are going to rebuild again? Well, would it be technically rebuilding if I give you a player in three first round or like three high first round picks? Who would you give me though? Off of their roster? I mean, bring it, bring it. It doesn't matter. Bring in a third team. It doesn't matter. It does, it, it, Elton Brand can decide who they give him. I mean, if I give you, if I'm going to give you the first pick this year and a top five pick next year, and on top of that, oh, we'll also throw in our our actual first round pick this year as well. I'm, so we'll give you two I mean, firsts and a top five pick next year and a player. No, I get what you're saying, but like you know, in 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 all in defense to them, I mean, they were one doinked Kawhi shot away from going to NBA Finals. So I mean, exactly. But but how were they looking this year? I mean, because Ben Simmons was hurt, but now thanks when to Ben Simmons. This, but see, that's you know, that's that. You got to take off the fan hat, put on the GM hat. How are they looking? Were we talking about Philadelphia season? being NBA championship contenders this season? They're contenders. I mean, they weren't. Were we talking about the Philadelphia Sixers being NBA championship contenders this season? Yes I or can no? Answer that real quick. I can answer it real easy. Did they get better or worse when they lost Jimmy Butler? Worse. Worse. Okay. Did they get better or worse with Tobias Harris? Worse instead because instead. The, team, the team isn't built for them. Worse, exactly, exactly. Okay. So, so they are not as good as they were last year, right? Period. So, if they if they miss, yes, they were one doing Kawhi shot from not from going to the finals. But they also lost JJ. I mean, there's no, no, no. they weren't they weren't one shot from going to the finals. They're one shot from going to the, the next game to overtime. Yeah, yeah no, they were <laughs> like, going to overtime. But I'm but yeah. we've seen these things go out. I mean, the the Miami Heat were one. Uh, missed shot away from losing it all. They end up going to OT and winning that entire series. So, I mean, things could have changed. Like, I'm not yeah, going to say but they that. they didn't. But they did. Yeah. No, no, I hear you. I hear you. But it's it's easy to just say, well, look, it didn't work out. Time to blow it up. That's not that's not always the answer here. Or you can just be Portland. You can just be Portland. Just just be Portland. Well, here's the thing is that you say you say it's time to blow it up. But in in essence, they already have blown it up. Because, yes, they haven't moved their, you know, keynote pieces but they have moved the supporting roles that have got them to where they were at. Like you said, they lost JJ. JJ's a really good supporting role. For you know, he does his yeah, job. Yeah. 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 But for, again, they, yeah, exactly. but they lost JJ. That's what I'm trying to say is that they, it's not a move that they did purposefully. Like right. Brett Brown is not, oh boy, he's not good at his job. I'll say that. <laughs> okay. He just isn't. Uh, Philadelphia as a whole, like, you know, and I credit Elton Brand where he's done, but I mean, there are better GMs out there. They've built these a are not, team. They built a yeah, These team. are not moves that they've, that they've made purposefully. Like it was not their intention. Like they're I not doing that. well. <laughs> I understand that, but they need to make moves intentionally now to make up for that. And I agree. Are, that's I what mean, I'm saying. You're not, you're trying. not, they didn't lose him because they blew it up. But at this point, because they lost him, there's nothing that they're going to be able to do at this point to regain what they had unless they lose. I wouldn't say lose everything, but definitely kind of take a big step back, stop being so emotional and saying, this is the face of our franchise and move the guys they need to move. They don't even know who the face of their franchise is. It's just, yeah. they make stupid moves and then you sign Al Horford and it's like, I, this could be this they're not good at their job if they were to <laughs> if they were to move ben simmons and recoup three first rounders potentially the number one pick in the draft they could they could officially restart and actually build a roster that would fit their stars that would make them and it sense. would be and it would be a contender within the next two to three years but to me ben simmons 
to me, to me, Ben Simmons is a generational talent. He is. So I don't move him. You know what I'm saying? That's like, uh, like let's move, let's move Steph Curry or let's get rid of LeBron James. Like, like intentionally, not saying that he's on that level, but I'm saying he has the potential to be. You just, you don't, you can't let him go. It, is if I'm Philly, everyone is touchable except Ben Simmons. He's Whoa. he's the generational Pause. talent. <laughs> but yes but here's but i i see what you're saying but like so you move in bead like who's taking like, in bead who's going to take in bead tell me right now nobody nobody oh, because his style is so ancient like uh, you know what i mean like unfortunately just, for him he's an injury prone I'm, I'm he's very portland, injury prone I'm portland i'm taking in bead portland absolutely absolutely if I, I would do that deal, give me CJ McCollum. Give me CJ McCollum with Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons. The Sixers are 10 times better right now. Immediately. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what are the. So, yes, he goes to Portland, but that, he doesn't go there for free. No, no, for sure. And Port- Portland does. What does Portland have? You're getting Dame or you're getting CJ. You're getting one or the other because that's uh, all they have to give. Uh, no, you're going to have to find a way to like throw some picks, toss white, that's side, get rid of. Uh, what? Uh, you, what you can't do? Like, you're working. If I'm Portland, I can't let Dame go either. You know what I'm saying? But that's like, what I'm saying. So that's what I'm saying, though. So Portland can't go for him. They they don't have the the capital, the trade capital, to go get him. They have so to it has to CJ. Just give up CJ in the first. You round. have to give up. You have to give up. Yeah, you have to give up one of your stars. That goes back to what Cliff was saying: is you have to trade the person who actually is tradable, and the the piece of the puzzle that people will actually pay for, because. The Sixers have to win this trade. <laughs> That's the best piece. Okay. But their best piece, congratulations. You have a best piece. You're not winning. You have two best so pieces that matter? don't fit. They don't fit what together. Did, you have a... I could you trade have a, that piece and never win. Or, you, have a, you, have a, you have a Ferrari. You want to make this, this, this comparison with these luxury cars. Ben Simmons is a Ferrari, yeah? Yes. That's, that's your comparison. Okay. Yes. Well, he doesn't have tires right now. So congratulations. You have a very, very nice car that's completely useless. So buy tires. I'm not going to trade a Ferrari for four Toyotas. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, let's get tires is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, but you, what I'm saying is you're, you want to do these things, but you don't, like, how do you pay for that? You don't. And that's why Brett Brown is not good at his job. <laughs> but, what? No, he's not good at his job because of what, how his team is built. No. So you need to, uh, you need to take apart the team and then reassemble it. He's also not a good coach. He, that's oh, a, yes. I don't think he's yes. the greatest coach, but he also isn't working with the greatest build of a roster either. So oh, I understand Bro, look at his roster. You got to remember when they fired, um, uh, what's his face? Colangelo, uh, uh, Twitter guy. Yeah, Twitter legend. They effectively, they said, no, we're not hiring Jim for a while. We're going to let Brett Brown run it because that's how much confidence we have in him to do it all. Like and they believe fine. in this man. And he's not the guy. Well, it's fine. But the thing is, is that he was also put in a very, very tough situation with the roster that he already had. He had to give away Nerlens Noel and uh, Amika Okafor for peanuts. Right, right. He had to. He was in a position where he didn't have a choice. So because the thing is, guess because again, what's the draft? Ca- what's the what's the trade capital? Like, how does he how does he strong arm a trade no, I when he go, when he when they have three? first round centers on the roster. Like you can't tell me like it, like it, like he didn't sign off on that. Like they're like, he just didn't know that crap was going to happen. Like if you go to that interview with Jimmy Butler recently, I forget which podcast he was on, but he was talking, he's like, there's no direction. 
He's like, no one knows what they're doing in that entire oh, that was, organization. That was the one with Super. Right? So, I mean, like... And it's, I, it's clear as day. If you're not a Sixer fan, it's clear as day. If I, if I, oh, if, listen, if you're a Sixer fan, I ask you this question. Would you, would you like a roster of, let's say you get the number one pick. Let's say you take Anthony Edwards, who's the shooting guard out of Georgia, who's a beast. You get a 6'5 guard who can score whenever he wants. And you throw him in the backcourt and you maintain Tobias Harris and you keep Joel Embiid. And you go out and let's say you get Kyle Lowry for the, a one-year deal from the Raptors if he doesn't get re-signed. So now you have a point guard, you have a potentially premier shooting guard, which you thought Markel Foltz was going to be for you. And you have an all-star center. I mean, an all-star center, and you have an all-star small forward. So you flip Ben Simmons. Oh, and on top of that, on top of that, let's not forget that the next season you have the Minnesota Timberwolves' first-round pick. They're going to be bad. Yeah. So you can now stock up again. You get, like, so let's take the fan hat off. Let's actually think. And about you still it. have, and you still have Al Horford on rotation as a six man. Or you can move Al Horford for something. Or you else. can move him. Yeah. I mean, like either way, like he's still a usable piece. It's like, would you right. rather have two Ferraris, or you just break down your roster and actually get stuff that fits together? and get a whole bunch of guys, you have potential. Like, I mean, the Sixers have done this in the past. I don't know why it's a, it's a problem now. Like, they ship Michael Carter-Williams out. They, sh- I mean, I'm sorry. They ship Drew Holiday out for Michael Carter-Williams. He's not Ben Simmons. Like, that's what I'm I trying to say. I understand that. And he, he wasn't going to recoup the same thing. Michael Carter, Drew Holiday wasn't going to get you three first-round picks. You know, like, three first-round picks is, like, it's a lot of capital for one guy. We are not telling saying that Ben Simmons is bad. Like, I don't understand why you feel like ben you got to keep the best part of the he's team. A, he's a great player. We get that. That's also why he has to get traded because he is the best piece that they have to move. <laughs> Not a Sixers fan by any metric. I'm just saying if I want this organization to succeed, I'm saying moving him is not the move. Like you build around him, you don't move him. Yes, but but th- so how do you do that? How do you do that? And with, tell, and tell, with what money? Yeah, go ahead. Go with ahead. What money? Let go me ahead, know. Tiago. They had other opportunities. They go out and sign Al Horford. They let Jimmy Butler go. They they screwed up. And what I'm saying is, you have to fix that. I'm no, no, okay. t- we're no, no, giving no. you so, how you so, fix it. We're telling you how you so fix it. So tell us how. Tell us how. I don't know. Maybe they're too late. I don't oh know. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. I'm not getting paid. I'm not the Sixers GM. What I'm saying is they had an opportunity to do it, and I don't know how they're going to do it now, but to me, I, I just you just you can't, you can't give up on Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons could change your entire organization, your entire franchise for the next 15 years. Like, you just... To let that go is 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 crazy. So 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 trade Embiid and trade Tobias Harris. That's where all their money is going to be tied. Sure, right? and get rid of Al Horford. Keep Ben. Now okay. now you're sounding like me. That's what I would do. But they're not going to do that. That's what yeah, I. Yeah, but if they're that's that. but the thing is, again, if they do that, what are they getting in return? And that's why I said earlier, the Sixers have to win this trade. They have to win, and you cannot. They cannot. They cannot win a trade with Embiid. Because nobody really wants Embiid. He's got too many knocks against him. Yes, he's a great player. Yes, he's an all-star center. But how many people run a seven-footer? Really? And then, so already his draft his his trade stocks down. You know, he's got a lot of injuries. Trade stocks down. But what I'm saying is a summer and a half ago, without even a good GM, I wouldn't consider Rob Palinka amazing. Uh, we thought there he was still, no chance. He still isn't. Right, but he's still got <laughs> AD. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't get like, AD. LeBron got AD. LeBron got AD. <laughs> okay, who made the trade though? You know what I'm saying? Oh my goodness! God. We're doing this. This is what we're doing. We're just living. We're just living in denial. That's what we're doing. How did LeBron get AD? Do you, 
Tell do me. you watch? Do you, you watch basketball? He went to Rob Polinka and said, "This is what we're going to do." And Rob said, "Okay, I guess that's what we'll do." So he said, "This is the exact trade scenario we're going to piece together, Rob. You do probably." Yeah. Magic Johnson said, "Look, I give credit to Rob for getting AD. He Magic Johnson. He literally said that. Like, it's not a question. Rob Polinka did a good job. He secured AD. That's yeah. that's fact." Uh, what I'm saying is he's not that good of a GM and he still did that. I mean, he make it seem like he got, he like, he just I mean, came up with that, like out of the, out of his mind, like, like 80 didn't say like, I want to play for the Lakers. Or like, or like, it's just, all he had to do was make, get it done, get it signed. Oh, you guys are missing what I'm saying. Look, what I'm saying is. What is happening right now? I don't even know, bro. I'm not asking to come up with ideas, but what we're saying is, look, this is when, what we want to make happen. Can you make it happen? That's the question. Before, that was never in question. Hold on. Hold on. No, no. Time out. Time out. Time out. Before we keep just blowing Rob Palinka up and saying that he's the best GM ever because he landed AD, let's never. go ahead and look at the facts. AD said he wanted to trade. So, boom. Guess what? Now the Pelicans cannot ask as much as they want for him because everybody knows that he wants out. Okay. And let's see. What did Rob Palinka give up? Uh, every person that was under like 25 years old on the Lakers. You see what I'm saying? Like, he didn't exactly. Yes, AD was a win because uh, you already had LeBron. But if they didn't have LeBron, that was a major loss of a trade. Like, let's not get it twisted here. Oh, they did not win the trade. They won the win now situation. Right. They won the piece that they needed. And then they ended yes. up building and bringing pieces around those two guys. But what's going to happen when the 36-year-old guy on your team retires in L.A.? Yeah, and what's going to happen when Ben Simmons leaves? What I'm saying is with the Sixers, you have your guy. Now build around him at whatever cost necessary, right? The mystery isn't who's going to be our guy. The answer is Ben Simmons. Now, how do we get back to this? No, no, no. We're talking about, no, 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 no. We're talking about Rob Palinka. No, 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 Rob Palinka was an example for this. What I'm trying to say is you don't have to be the most amazing GM in the world to build around your star player. Like he's your guy. Find guys for your guy. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yes, but that was a very. What I'm saying is that was a very specific. In, very clearly, like he wanted to go to the Lakers. That he want, like the yeah. guy wants to play for the Lakers. He requested. Very clearly, he wants to go to the Lakers. He was being very. I get you. Yes, but sure. It was a poor. Like Rob Palinka. I'm saying yes. Rob Palinka is not a great GM, but let's face it. Rob Palinka literally just picked up the phone and went, "Okay, yeah, we'll take him." All right, whatever. It was a poor example. But what I'm trying to say is that you you could still make things work. Like Ben Simmons is your guy. Build around your guy. That's what I I'm, get what you. That's no, all. and I get what you're saying, but not very often is somebody gonna go. You know what? My name is Giannis Antetokounmpo. I want to go play for the Sixers. Hey guys, I want to go play for the Sixers. Hey media, everybody, I want to go play for the Sixers. Like that doesn't happen. No, that's no, what I, Rob Palinka had happen. Rob Palinka was like, wait, wait, that guy over there wants to come play for us. You yeah, guys just call me and tell me what you want. We'll, we'll make it happen. Theory. It's not like Hawaii said, "I want to go to Canada." Like that's not what happened. But Masai made it work. So now you finally use an example. That's a good one. Thank you. All right. Yes, so, you okay. Masai, Masai is not Brett Brown <laughs> or Elton Brand. Oh, I understand. I understand. But what I'm saying is you got to make it work. So look, to wrap this segment up, I want to leave you guys with a question to answer with on Twitter and Instagram. Come talk to us. Who is the most valuable player on the Philadelphia 76ers? Is it Ben Simmons? Is it Joel Embiid? Let us know. All right. Well, you guys know what time it is. You said. You said. You said. You said. You said. What? What? Whoa, what? All right. So for our first quote, we're going to go, uh, we're going to go NBA. It should be an easy one, I think. But uh, let's mm. see if you guys get it. Well, we always say that and it's never that. <laughs> it says, if LeBron was playing during the 90s, I still say Scottie Pippen was the second best player behind Michael. 
Oh man, I saw this today. Dennis Rodman. Oof. I saw this today, and I don't remember who said it. That's the worst part. It's all right. We'll just, I'll give Tiago the W on that one. He sniped that one. That was good. Yeah. Oh really? I didn't it even was, know he. No, that, it, it was Rodman. <laughs> that, like as as you said it, like I heard it in his voice. Well, Scotty, uh, yeah, like I just heard it, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> that's Dennis Rodman. <laughs> Oh man, that's kind of scary. Do I sound like Dennis Rodman? Stop, please. <laughs> the worm, <Yikes>. baby. <laughs> yeah, yikes. That's scary. <laughs> There's definitely things I'd rather be compared yeah, to. Yeah, that's <laughs> shout out to Dennis Rodman though. Icon. Ooh, ooh, I mean sex. he is he is who he is, but I'm just saying, like, I that's I'm that's interesting. That. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, so that, that- Oh, go ahead. You know. What are you saying? Uh, I just, I just, I don't know. Dennis just be saying stuff, but I'll <laughs> leave it at that. <laughs> Icon. All right. So for the next quote, we're keeping the NBA too. I know his game pretty well, so it might be a tough night for him. Oh, mm-hmm. I saw this the other day. This is uh, Lonzo talking about Lamelo. His first game. Oh, good guess. Good guess. Hey, I didn't see that. Yeah, I thought I thought that was really funny. Lonzo said he's gonna lock him up. Yeah, he said he's gonna lock him up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, honestly, you love the bees, bro. You love the ball brothers. Lonzo's a good defender, though. Yeah, he's a great defender. Lamelo, that boy could play. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this last quote is going to be the hardest one. Uh, I'm not going to actually ask you guys who said it. I'm going to ask you more so who is the quote about because you're not going to be able mm. to guess who said it. Mm. So here it goes. Okay. okay. I played NAIA ball and made it. If you can play football, someone will find you. Football is football. I get the bright lights and the FBS and all that stuff. But you'll have a chance to play for a national championship. Is he talking about a current college player? Yes. Current. So he hasn't been drafted or anything. Yes, he will be in his junior season coming up. We'll know who this we'll know who this guy is very well very soon. But Yeah, and it's somebody who obviously isn't playing for a national championship, FBS national championship. Mm-hmm. So he's gonna move to the NI. NAIA. He currently plays in the NAIA right now. Oh, he oh, does. Moving to the FBS? No, but he, he, the quote was about, well, he's like, I understand the allure of the FBS, but you can still play for a national championship in the NAIA. Ooh. Oh, man. You got me, bro. I, um, I was hoping that, I was hoping someone have a guess because he watches college football a lot. Can we have the name of the school? But I, <laughs> but I don't watch NAIA. NAIA. <laughs> <College>. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. The school is the same school that Carson Wentz went to. That helps. That help North Dakota State. Okay. So, so I still don't know. <laughs> Dang, I didn't even, bro. I didn't even know North Dakota State existed until Carson Wentz got drafted. I was like, who is this man? Why are they saying he's so good? He played for North Dakota State. What are they talking about? Where is North Dakota State? <laughs> All right. So the quote is about Trey Lance, the quarterback from North Dakota State. Uh, the quote was said by his father. Uh, I don't know his first name, but Mr. Lance, who also played in the NAIA. But uh, mm. Trey Lance is a sleeper on the quarterback list. Uh, after this season, he'll probably be the top three or four quarterback. So if wow. you guys have a chance, look him up. Look him up. He's up next. Man, I, I, I'm going to have to do that, man. I had no idea who that was. Yes, sir. Well, thank you guys for listening to this episode of Triple Overtime. Please be sure to go uh, check us out on all socials, on the Instagram, on the Twitter, at 3OT Podcast. Come talk to us. We're going to have those polls up, especially about the Sixers this week. I'm expecting to see some some, some mad Sixer fans talking to us. Come talk to us. Let's let's put the GM hat on. Um, but be sure to leave a comment, whatever platform you listen on, leave a review if, if possible. 
Tell us what you like, what you don't like. Please stay safe as well. Stay home, social distance, all that good stuff. Hopefully we'll be out of this soon. Hopefully we can get back to you know life as we knew it before. But until then, until next time, peace.